to the HD Podcast where we talk about things that pop into my mind. It happens all the time. Welcome to the 80 to the HD Podcast where we talk about things that pop into my mind. I hope you enjoy your time with me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 82 the HG podcast. This is episode three um, with myself, Logan Juleson. Um, I felt really inspired to come on here to record this podcast. The other day, I actually sat down and started recording one, but my brain shut off and I didn't really have much to talk about. But I was I was driving home just now from from softball practice, and I wanted to explain a little bit about what I'm doing right now in my life because I think it's something that is really inspiring to me and it's something that hopefully can be inspiring to others um, to hear. Um, so recently I just got a job at a what you could call a homeless shelter or a place where anyone can go to go through this this program or a track to kind of better themselves in in a way that is getting them closer to God, getting them closer to their the, their peers getting them closer to themselves and figuring out who they are as a person um, without, you know, relying on drugs or alcohol or, or any other addiction that they may have had. And the softball team that I play with or play on with is with these guys, the guys that live at this house. So the job I have um, is it's called resident advisor. My job is basically to make sure that the house is safe and make sure that um, nothing bad happens. I, I help them with certain things that they ask or um, you know, make sure that, that everything is going smoothly, basically. But anyway, tonight we, were, we had softball practice. We're just doing a mini slow pitch softball league, which is really fun. Um, and something that was really encouraging for me to see was how encouraging and uplifting the guys were each other Um, all of these guys have um, amazing backgrounds and amazing stories to tell of their lives before they came to this program and their lives before they they found Christ and before they they basically before they found themselves I mean and it's 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 a it's amazing to me I I get to see how these guys interact with each other on the day-to-day and I can see how each one of them has grown so much and I think it's really amazing. So tonight at softball practice, um, anytime a mistake was made, the only thing I heard from the guys was either a sarcastic joke, which is funny because they're all really close, they can make jokes about mistakes and stuff, or it was encouragement saying like, hey man, just shake it off you got it next time or something like that or or you got it next time and I can guarantee you I you won't hear that in a normal baseball team that often and and I can't I guess I can't say I guarantee but my experience in past baseball um, teams and, and and times that I've played like for actual leagues it has not been the same it's been straight up disappointment if you make a mistake. Your teammates aren't as encouraging 
Um, they, tr- they can be, there can be a few, but not all of them are encouraging. And this is something that's really I- interesting to me is that these guys who have all gone through things that most of us can't even fathom, things that most of us can't even understand and, and won't understand ever in our lifetime. It's, they, they are the, the, the kind of guys that, that lift each other up, knowing that there is no good in putting each other down or being disappointed at each other. Because I think they all know what it's like to feel like people are disappointed in you. There's a feeling of, um, I don't know, shame when you know that somebody is disappointed in you. And I think a lot of these guys have felt that in their lives. They've, they've felt like a lot of their family members are disappointed or the people that are around them, the people that love them are all disappointed in the way that they've gone about their lives. And I can understand how, how that might be really hard for all of them to feel that way. So I find it really encouraging and really awesome to, to see how much these guys just lift each other up. The only comments I hear are uplifting comments. The only things that I hear out of their mouths are positive things. They can joke around with each other and it's hilarious. They are all really close, but it's something that is really cool to me and I find it awesome because I know, I know that, I mean, my high school experience, it wasn't like that or my middle school experience. I I didn't really like middle school or high school for this exact reason. I didn't really like the fact that I felt like some of my friends were disappointed in me if I would make a mistake. And it's really hard, especially to feel like your peers are disappointed in you. It's different with your parents. I think your parents have, I mean, disappointment is, is is a way for us to grow. Um, or it can be a way for us to learn and grow if somebody is disappointed in us. If somebody who has authority over us is disappointed for like, for example, like our parents or God for that, for that matter. If God is disappointed, that doesn't mean that he doesn't love us any less. But it, it is hard when your peers, somebody who is close to you, is just disappointed with a mistake that you made that isn't something that shows your entire character but is something that, um, you know, is something that you may have not had control over in that circumstance, or it's something that is really hard for you to overcome. I think that a lot of my, my empathy and my sympathy comes from knowing the pain of feeling like people are disappointed in me, or feeling like I have to prove myself to others. And I want to tell you all this. I've, I've felt that a lot. And, and coming to college, joining a Christian community has not only shown me that there, there are people who, who care for you and who love you like Christ loves us. And there will still be people who don't in that way. But you can be poured into by those people who do love you. And that's such an amazing thing to me. I have a really hard time with um, with emotions and feeling, um, I guess, very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. 
And it's hard in a world like this where I think sarcasm is our second language, especially in in the Midwestern culture, the Midwestern way that we talk is it can be very sarcastic. And on days that I have hit my limit of emotions, it is a lot harder for me not to snap back when somebody says something sarcastic to me, which I hate because I am very sarcastic with people. In, in high school, if I were to make a joke at somebody, it would be the same kind of joke that would upset me on a, on a day that my emotions are at a max, a maximum high or at, at, a, at a day or on a day when my emotions are, are over the roof, over the roof, out of the roof. I don't, I'm not sure which phrase it is, but you know what I mean? And it's, it's hard to kind of accept that that's kind of, that's the way that I am. It's hard when, um, when I feel a certain emotion and I know that I've kind of outlashed or lashed out at somebody and, and I know it's because I am overly sensitive and it makes me just feel kind of bad. And then when I'm, it's when people point out that I feel that way or that I am that way, it makes me feel bad. But something that I have to remember is that God made me this way for a reason. And I think that that reason is to work with people like the people that I'm working with at the men's house. The men's house is what I call it. It's just the house for the guys to stay. Not only did the overly sensitive feelings that I have um, make me more, um, oh, what are the words I'm trying to say? Let me start over. Not only did the oversensitivity that I have make me help help me understand people more and emotions more, but it also helped me understand my own emotions more. I think it's really hard for some people to express their emotions in a healthy way, or it is to um, feel like they can feel the way they feel, <laughs> or it's hard for some people to express the way they feel in a healthy way to others without maybe lashing out. And that's something, like I said, that I struggled with in high school and middle school. And and I still struggle with it today because there are days when my strength is not enough to overcome the feelings that I have, which is why I'm thankful that I can rely on someone who does have that kind of strength. And that is only God. Anyway, I came on here and I really wanted to express that. I really wanted to express that. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of things about the house that have encouraged me in this, in this season. I've, I've realized that these guys come from hard backgrounds and they lift each other up more than I've lifted up the people around me. And they don't even, I mean, it's, it just, kind of blows my mind to see how how men like that I guess I I I shouldn't put them in a category but to explain what I mean it if there's a guy who has gone through a time where he's been in prison or he has had a really hard time it's really easy for all of us to think oh well then he must be like the worst or he must be like he must not know how to express his emotions um, in a good way, or he may not know how to um, 
explain how he's feeling or he may he may just lash out all the time because he's been in prison so that's normal it's easy for us to think that but we need to remember and I think this is something that I even need to remember and something that maybe that's why I was so shocked by the way that I saw these guys interact is that maybe this is the stereotype that I have for people like that people who have been in prison people who have struggled with drugs people have struggled with alcohol people who have struggled with any addiction it's easy to stereotype and 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 put them on this um pedestal isn't the right word but put them on this display like they are supposed to be this certain way because of what they've done or because of the the past that they have and that is absolutely wrong and that is absolutely why i was so shocked by the way these guys interacted something that i am reflecting on the fact that maybe i did have stereotypes going into this job or maybe i i worried that i i don't i don't know i worry that i am thinking poorly of these men thinking thinking that they're lesser than i am which isn't true it's something to think about it's something that i think i want to spread more of and i want to um, express to people. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see the way that these guys interact. And it's a beautiful way to see how, how much they care for each other and how much they respect, um, the program and how much they want to succeed in it because they want to become better and they want to rid themselves of the old lifestyle that they had. I, um, the way that it kind of worked when I, when I was there first day was I, I just kind of got thrown into the job. Um, I, I didn't really have any prior training. They, they kind of just needed a person to cover right away. So I went in and I worked a 12 hour shift for my first, for, for my sh- first shift with no training whatsoever. Luckily I had worked at the thrift store for you know, a couple months before that. And for a couple hours or four hours a day, the residents, the guys will come over and they'll work. So I know a lot of them and I've known a lot of them for a couple months now. So that was nice, at least for my first day working there to be able to know that, you know, these guys were, they knew me, they respected me in that way, in a a way at least. And, and that was very helpful. Another encouraging thing was that when I was there, Mm -hmm. these guys helped me with my job and they helped me, they told me some things that I had to do or, or helped me when I had questions. Um, and that was just another thing that just made me smile. <sighs> Knowing that they, these guys could easily have taken advantage of me because I was new. They could have easily broken some rules. They could have eas- easily told me something that wasn't true so that they could do something else that another resident advisor wouldn't have let them do. But these guys didn't. They didn't do that. They respected me. They told me how to do certain things, how certain things work. And when I, you know, check when I checked in on on if that's true, that was true, they were telling the truth. And once again, just another amazing thing to see how respectful all of these guys are to me and to the whole program. And I think that's good. I think that means the program's doing something right. These guys are getting on the right track and it's really great to see them 
um, grow in that way. I, I've felt called to this kind of work, working with older men or men in general, maybe closer to my age, 20s, late 20s, um, to work with them and to help them to get in touch with their emotional side. Because I think that's something that causes a lot of men to um, not seek health, help, not seek help, is the fact that they would feel weak doing so. And I think that, I think I talked about this, but in our society, it's very easy to, um, as a man, to shut down your emotions and to say that you have to be the strong one. You have to be somebody who doesn't show emotion. You have to be somebody who is strong and, and, you know, is dominant or whatever. And that can be the case sometimes in a relationship. I think it's very biblical for a man to be a leader in a relationship in that way and to be stronger emotionally, physically. Um, and I think that's a good thing. And it can be a good thing in many circumstances, as long as you understand the balance of sharing your emotions and keeping them strong for your significant other, for your future wife. So I, I, I know that my emotions right now, I know that the way that my ADHD has caused me to have this hypersensitivity is a gift for me to work with people like this, to help them to realize their emotions, maybe not realize or to maybe branch out more and to be more transparent with each other and with themselves. I think it's easy to lie to ourselves about our own emotions and to bottle them up and wait for them to explode in a moment that we are not expecting. I was talking to one of the guys, and I said, let's talk about our feelings. And he was like, no, 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 no. And it was kind of funny because we, we ended up just talking normally about things, and he was telling me his story. And he was telling me about, you know, that he was in jail for a little bit and that he picked up his Bible and then he got to the program like a week after he got out of jail and he's been there since and he gave his life to Christ. First of all, how amazing is that and how cool is that to hear that Jesus can work in so many people, people's lives in so many ways. He was telling me that a friend of his actually told him about this program like far in advance and now that friend is in is in jail right now and it it reminded me I had just read through Genesis actually um, and it reminded me of the story of Joseph when his friends did something wrong to him Jesus used it in a good way to save the lives of the Egyptians and to save the lives of his brothers and it it's it's incredible for me to hear that this resident's friend who is now in prison and who is now struggling let this resident know about the program that brought him to Jesus and brought him closer to God. I think that's amazing to hear. Anyway, our conversation got pretty deep. And at the end of the conversation, I said, hey, guess what? And he goes, what? I said, we were just talking about our emotions for 20 minutes. Uh, and he was like, no, no. And then he left. It was hilarious. It was funny. He, I, they can, they can talk about their feelings. 
and I know that all of them are absolutely capable of it, but it's so, so, so easy for men to not and to choose otherwise and to choose to back up and and not express something to, to somebody or to become vulnerable. It's very hard to become vulnerable as a man in a society that tells you that you can't be because then you'll let your guard down and you won't be able to defend yourself. You won't be able to protect yourself from people who could hurt you or from people who could make you more vulnerable, maybe. And this is, this is all on the lines of what I was thinking about earlier. Just the fact that all of these guys are so uplifting to each other. And I can guarantee that if somebody or if one of the residents was having a bad day, another resident would ask him if he's doing okay. But if that same resident was ask, asked, are you doing okay? It would be so easy for that person to say yes, even if they're not. Something I talked about in our last podcast was if you ask somebody, oh yeah, are you, or how are you doing? And they answer good, but not actually, and they're not actually good then that could be me that could just be them bottling up their emotion not wanting to spread it so it's really easy it's really cool to see that these guys care for each other they care about the emotions of their brothers and the people that are around them but when it becomes something that that they have to feel or an emotion that they're feeling it's a lot different and it's a lot harder to express our emotions than it is to help others with their own emotions. Something to think about if this is something that you struggle with. Is it easy for you to ask others how they're doing and to be the person that pours into them? And is it hard for you to feel the emotions you need to feel or to actually express them to people when they ask you, how are you doing? What is your response? Is it always good? Are you really good all the time? It's something to think about. And it's something I personally believe is extremely important. Understanding our emotion. Understanding why we feel the way we do about certain things. It may take time. It's not something that's just going to happen overnight. Understanding our emotions can be something so complex You could feel something and you might not know what you're feeling for several days. But I think it's good to bring that to God. It's good to pray about it. It's good to talk to friends. And talking to friends, becoming vulnerable, taking that first step, that's important. That first step is very important. And that's the part that's the hardest, is taking that first step. Anyway, I I think I'm done here. I think this is a good amount of time for me to have come on and chat chatted with all of you talked about our feelings um, so thanks for tuning in i hope that you enjoyed today i, th- I hope that you took something from it um, and it wasn't really a usual 80 to the he podcast but i guess i'm just making it my own now it doesn't have to be something where i bounce all around feelings is actually a big part of my adhd so Get ready to talk about our feelings in future podcasts. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. And have a good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever. 
I'll catch you later.